feels it feels a bit dumb to be using a microphone and using a big chair on a on a day with this many people. Yeah, it'd be lovely if you came a bit closer. When um the church that I ran in Sydney, the way that you knew someone was talking is that they'd sit they just sit on their foot on their chair. So just to get that slight bit of authority, you just sit on your foot. You'd be like that much higher. I could do that. Old school. Um, it does feel more egalitarian. Um, that's right. Uh, and I do have a bit of a stiff neck, but um, we'll, I'll explain why in a second. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I completely forgot about my PowerPoint. I think you need a certain number of people before you even it even occurs to you that you've got a PowerPoint. So I just went and downloaded it while Shane was doing his notices. Um, all right, I might pray. Don't need my glasses for that. Loving God, um, thank you for this community and thank you that um, when two or three or however many we are are gathered together, you are still here with us, that you are listening to us, speaking to us, and um, I thank you for the voices of children that remind us not to take ourselves too seriously, that remind us that, um, yeah, that to, to really understand you, we need to become like them. Uh, so we pray today that, um, yeah, you might speak to our inner child through my words. Um, and we thank you for for your son. Amen. So, as you are probably aware, we're doing a series on the body, and we're kind of, I don't know, I was going to say we're halfway through, but we're not really. We're just uh, at the end of the first bit. <laughs> uh, but... We're trying to, to think of the body at three levels. We're trying to think of our own physical bodies. We're trying to think about uh, this body, bodies that are community. You know, the Bible talks about um, churches as the body of Christ. But we're also trying to think of the earth as God's body. So we're trying to think of the body at three different levels. And... We're kind of moving now into a phase where we're uh, thinking of kind of every week or two a different phrase that relates to the body and trying to apply it to those three different levels. Uh, so, for example, um, today and next week, I think, uh, I want to talk about the fact that our bodies are trying to keep us safe. So that's the the phrase for this week and next week. Uh, this week, I just want to talk about our own physical bodies, and then next week, I'm going to try to apply this idea to um, churches and to the body that is um, the world. Um, but as I woke up this morning and as I was thinking about what I was saying this morning, it did occur to me that I've asked an enormous amount of my body this week, this week, we moved from one house to another. Um, as you do, that's normally what moving involves. Uh, <laughs> or just out to the street. Um, and so that, as always, involved lifting a lot of heavy 
things. Um, I am also a cheapskate, so I tried to involve movers as little as possible. So I thought, what are the things that I cannot lift on my own? Okay, they can move those and I'll move everything else, even if it's at the limits of my capacity. But we're also preparing for a renovation to our house. And so I also kind of moved a lot of heavy things that were going to go into the house, into the house and then had to move them to our house. I also moved a couple of thousand bricks from the back area to the back fence so they could be reused. And then yesterday I helped some people dis dismantle and transport our incredibly heavy shed um, so that that could be gotten rid of. And so my body is reeling as a result of that. And the thing, that, the thing that really struck me as I reflected on the week and as I reflected on that phrase, I've asked a lot of my body, I realized that I never asked my body at all to go through this with me. I just assumed that it would be okay, okay with it. Um, I never asked. And it's particularly ironic given that last week, I don't know if you were there, but last week I was singing a song about, you know, apologizing to our bodies and loving our bodies and being a friend to our bodies. And this week I'm talking about listening to our body and showing it compassion because it's trying to keep us safe. And I'm even reading this beautiful book at the same time called Braiding Sweetgrass by um, Robin... <laughs> label over her name, but it's Robin Wall Kimura. She's a botanist and a member of the citizen Potawatomi Nation. Uh, so she's a Native American. And she spends a lot of time in this book talking about the fact that we need to ask permission of plants before we harvest them, that we need to um, inquire of the plant whether it's ready to, to share itself as a gift with us. And we need to be open to the fact that the answer from the plant may be no. And all of this time, I've been treating my body as essentially a beast of burden with unlimited capacity. And I have not asked whether it's okay with that. I haven't checked in with it. And I haven't said sorry or thank you for what it has endured this week. Um, so boo me. And it is, it was a, it was a somewhat humiliating realization <laughs> this morning, um, but it, it did serve to, to remind me, and I think perhaps many of us, that if a lot of the things that we say in this series seem pretty simple and obvious, that doesn't mean that they're easy to do and it doesn't mean that we're actually doing them. This is a, it's a pretty simple phrase that our bodies are trying to keep us safe. And it's the kind of thing which we go, oh yeah, okay, you know, our bodies are systems that are trying to preserve our life. It seems um, almost trite, but it's, it's profound and it's something that we so often ignore. Um, and some of us, ignore more than others, especially straight white men. Um, so I wanted to talk about 
our body trying to keep us safe in the light of a couple of passages and in a light of a couple of things that I think are true of the way Jesus relates to us and so the way that we might imitate him in the way we relate to our bodies. Uh, so these two verses from the Gospels, um, I have come that you should have life and have it, have it in abundance from John 10, 10. And come to me all who are weary. Um, the full, full passages come to me all that are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls and your bodies. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. More and more I find myself getting in touch with how much Jesus tried to ease people's fear and give them deep compassion, and also how much he used acceptance and forgiveness to liberate people and draw them onto the road that led to life. And today, just very briefly, as Shane said, I want to be uh, homiletic today, which means trying to keep it under 15 minutes. Um, today, I want to suggest that following Jesus should involve offering the same things as he offers to us, to our own bodies. Acknowledging our body's fears, giving our body deep compassion, offering our body acceptance and forgiveness, as well as, especially in my case this week, asking our bodies for forgiveness. In the last few weeks, um, you could kind of sum up a lot of what we've been saying um, by what is on the slide here, that, um, that so many of us are used to treating our bodies as enemies to be defeated or liabilities to be managed, um, or as Shane said a couple of weeks ago, as tools, tools to be used. Um, and a big part of the purpose of this series is to help us to see our bodies as friends, to be respected and loved, and collaborators to be listened to. Just a quick aside um, on kind of mind-body dualism. Uh, even, even the the habit of seeing our bodies as somehow separate to ourselves or, you know, have this, even this idea of having a relationship with our bodies as if our bodies are somehow separate to us is um, deeply Western and deeply problematic. Uh, so I just want to acknowledge that even, even trying to have a more positive relationship with our bodies and befriending our bodies, obviously that's a massive step forward, but that ultimately our goal really is to sort of break down this sense of, of separation between us and our bodies and see our bodies as part of who we are, that we are a, a system, a body-mind system, not a person inside a body trying to have a relationship with it. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So getting back to the idea of our body trying to keep us safe, um, that's... The truth that I want to focus on today, um, because I think it's a truth that will help us to have greater compassion and respect for our bodies, even when our bodies seem to be making our lives more difficult. Uh, our body is always trying to keep us safe. One of the things during lockdown that Facebook kept suggesting I might like to watch were videos 
uh, of people rescuing wild animals who had been caught in traps or had buckets on their heads or that kind of thing. Anyone else get those suggested for them? Yeah, you did. Okay, cool. So it's not just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the, these videos, often they go for like ages uh, of <laughs> people trying all these different strategies to get the bucket off the bear's head or that kind of thing. Um, but as I was preparing this week, it, it occurred to me that um, this is a fantastic analogy for so often our relationship with our own bodies. Um, these people having this incredible challenge to free this animal because the animal is trying to keep itself safe from its own rescuers. It's this kind of tragic paradox that this animal is likely to die unless these people help it, and yet it's almost impossible for them to help the animal because of the animal's instinctual desire to protect itself from these people that are its only hope of survival. And I think so often um, it's the same with our bodies. They are doing everything they can to keep us safe. Um, but the fact of the matter is often, not necessarily often, but sometimes those strategies, the strategies that our body uses might not actually serve us very well. They might have outlived their usefulness. They might be somewhat counterproductive given our current circumstances. Um, you know, I'm talking about trauma responses, autoimmune responses. Um, you know, with COVID, the kind of defensive reactions to viruses that our bodies have that can end up killing us. Our body's desire to keep us safe from this invading virus is often the reason why people end up dying. Um, I have uh, a uh, allergic reaction to my own facial hair. Um, so every time I start to grow a beard, my body says, what is this? Get it off me. <laughs> and it goes into this kind of crazy defense mechanism. Um, and it, it's a trivial example, but it, 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 is, it just foregrounds the fact that, that it's so easy for us to get so angry or frustrated with our bodies when they, um, when they react in these ways or when we have these deep um, defensive mechanisms in our bodies that are, that are making it often difficult to function. But I guess the, the thing I want to say today is that um, treating our bodies as enemies under these circumstances or feeling rage against our bodies um, doesn't serve them and it doesn't serve us. Again, like those wild animals, our bodies are doing their best to keep us safe. And we need to show the same grace and understanding and forgiveness to our bodies. Try not to judge them or rage against them or abuse them for letting us down. Um, just as the rescuers of those wild animals are not, they, don't, they totally get why the animals are reacting the way that they are. Yeah, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is this one where, where Jesus asks God, while he's hanging on the cross, he asks God to forgive those that are killing him for they do not know what they're doing. Um, 
And it struck me this morning that it, it's the kind of verse that we could apply to our own bodies much of the time, um, recognizing that, that there are some very, very primitive instinctual things that our bodies are doing all the time uh, and they might make our lives very difficult. They might end up killing us, <laughs> but they mean us no harm. <laughs> We're going to move to communion in a second. That was all I really wanted to share. As I said, next week I will um, seek to apply this because I think there's lots of interesting ways that we can apply this idea that um, bodies are trying to keep us safe to communities um, in ways that might cultivate some more compassion, not just for our own community, but more compassion for communities that we've come from. Um, but I did want to, since been quite brief and it's sort of a an idea that um yeah might prompt reactions in you or thoughts in you and that definitely needs to be nuanced and we'll try to do that next week but does anyone have any reactions any thoughts let's go back to that to the phrase um any reactions or thoughts to this idea that our bodies are trying to keep us safe and that we need to in recognizing that we can cultivate greater compassion for our own bodies. Any questions or thoughts or observations? I really should have shaped a much more specific question to help you, but anyway, thanks, Josh. Thanks for saving me. Um, just a, a reaction that I have, I resonate to it. Like I've often had that, what you were saying about like often it's our bodies that end up um, killing us when we're reacting to like a virus or something like, you know, a really high fever, like our body is pushing our fever that high to kill off the bacteria. And that can like, yeah, there's something about that that really doesn't sit well with me. And just like the, I, it just feels very self-destructive. And I, um, yeah, like I just doesn't feel right, I guess. Um, and yeah, no, I get for me it's like I guess I'd like to like unpick that more myself and sort of think about what's going on in those moments. Like, is it our body killing us? And yeah, I don't know. It's just a resistance, I guess. And one of the things I want to talk about next week is the way um, introducing different perspectives or discourses can really help us. Because if we've grown up, like so many of us, with this idea of just a sin relationship with, with our body, our body is, you know, um, sinful or is going to lead us into sin or is the, the path of temptation or that, that kind of negative framing of everything our body does can, yeah, it, 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 um, it, makes, it can make it hard to, to have compassion for our bodies under those kinds of circumstances. And I think that's where th things like evolution and neuroscience and that realization that that our kind of prefrontal cortex is built on some really really old and primitive systems like those wild animals that essentially we are we are conscious animals built on wild animals on top of wild animals and the wild animals still in there and so when 
yeah, when our body is doing those things, thrashing around, um, <laughs> using its very limited array of strategies <laughs> to keep us safe, it does, yeah, it's, it's easy for that other part of our brain to go, what are you doing? Like, you're my enemy. Why are you, why are you doing this to me? Rather than um, treating it like those rescuers with that wild animal going, I get it, I get it. It's, this really hurts or this sucks or this is really hard and you're making things hard for me, but I get it, you know. Um, it's like with little kids as well, I guess, just that the way that you respond to a small child's behaviour when they're hurting you is very different from the way you respond to an adult. But, yeah, no, I get it. I get that. And that's, that's in, in a sense, with this last couple of weeks thinking about this, it's been my journey too of going so, so reflexively go to the point of, oh, my body is letting me down or my body is this or my body is that. And there's all this negative talk about my body and going, does, is that really serving either me or my body? Yeah. Any other thoughts? Zara. Hey, Zara. I think particularly women, we're taught not to trust our bodies just because of the way society tells women our bodies are meant to be. Um, so then to think about our bodies keeping us safe is just really kind of the opposite of what we've been taught our whole lives, which is not to trust the bodies that we've been given. So it's just this weird dichotomy to or to start thinking about bodies trying to keep us safe and it being I haven't had a chance to listen to the rest of the series yet, but um just this in itself is a big shift in thinking. Yeah, I think yeah, the perspective of gender is so fascinating because I think um, different gender narratives, this intersects with different gender narratives in different ways. I think often as a, for me, as a straight white guy, um, a, a huge, the way this really impacts me is more about the way I've ignored my body or I've just relied on it and I've not respected and cared for it. Uh, so, like my experience this week of going, my body should be able to do all of these things, and if it's screaming at me, please stop. I'm not coping. It's like, nah, keep going. You'll be right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like these different gender scripts that intersect with this in different ways. Yeah. To me, with my gender scripts. <laughs> um, that's okay. I think um, I struggle sometimes, uh, especially in COVID. If I hadn't seen someone like in a year and a half, and they like may have lost a lot of weight or something, my next reaction will be like, "Oh, that person looks amazing" or whatever. Um, and I've been called out for it, saying, um, "You know, the, their intention was weight loss, whatever. That's great, but who knows what they were going through, and it could have been really problematic." Um, so, I think you yeah, just read that. I'm reminded not to just like even cast compliments necessarily because, um, yeah, everyone has their own sort of internal battle or just journey with their bodies. And so just presuming someone, uh, I think there's a natural tendency to be like, oh, you look great or whatever. Um, but it, it could be, yeah, there could be a lot more going on in them. So I think it's something I try to, I'm trying to like be more cognizant of. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That's helpful. And I, yeah, I think the, 
and we'll talk about this next week, but yes, that, that lack of lack of care or sophistication in the way that we um, relate to our own bodies but also other people's bodies. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, as is the case with this phase of coming out of lockdown, um, we don't have communion elements to share, but if you've just got um, a little bit of water, I got, I've got a nut or two up here that can be the body, <laughs> not just myself, um, the body, body of Christ in the shape of a macadamia. Three macadamias around an almond. That's um, I think that's in the Nicene Creed. <laughs> um, but just just before before communion, I thought it might be nice. Um, we have so much, you know, this classic, um, well, it's classic me to sort of talk about these things and not actually have any practices or any checking in with our bodies. So I thought just just before we have communion, it might be nice to have a minute where we just sit in silence and think about the things that we are currently asking of our bodies. Think about ways in which our body is trying to keep us safe at the moment. Think about what our body might be trying to tell us at the moment and think about how we might need to show compassion or kindness or forgiveness to our bodies. So I'll, just, I'll say those one more time and then we'll have a minute of silence to think about them. So what are we currently asking of our body? How is it trying to keep us safe? What might it be trying to tell us at the moment? And how might we need to show compassion or kindness or forgiveness to our bodies this week? So as we take communion this morning, um, I was thinking about the way this idea of our bodies trying to keep us safe, this idea of showing compassion to our bodies, how it connects to the crucifixion, 
Um, because crucifixion can very easily be a body-denying story. It can be a story of Jesus' will overcoming the, the weakness of his body. Um, so I think it's, it's important to think about elements of the story that sometimes we don't or that we miss. Um, and I was thinking about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, weeping, praying, sweating blood. Those are not the actions of some superhero with a body of steel that's ignoring the messages that their body is giving them. It's a story of someone who is listening to their body's fear and pleading on its behalf to God, spare me. So it's important that Jesus' crucifixion not be an excuse for us to crucify our bodies for no good reason and with no compassion. It's not an excuse to, to not look for alternatives when we are facing a situation that's going to put our body through something profoundly difficult. So it's good to remind ourselves as we reflect on Jesus' death for us that Jesus showed compassion to his own body even as he showed compassion for those who were destroying it. So with that in mind, let's eat if we can and drink if we've got anything. Show a little bit of compassion to our bodies by giving it something. <laughs> let's eat and drink. macadamia and lemon and ginger tea is very body honoring so there you go my body thanks me um, I'm gonna pray a little sending you off benediction thing and then we're done thank you for this morning thanks for coming loving God thank you for the body that is this community with all its um, vulnerabilities and strengths I think for all of us, there are times when whatever church we belong to causes us frustration. Uh, it feels like it's more our enemy than our friend. And um, help us this week to reflect on how we can show greater compassion to our own bodies and uh, how we might show greater compassion to this community and how we might show greater compassion to the world. We pray this as we go out into the world again. And in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the sun today. Get some vitamin D. That's what your body needs.